What's up, cool save chicks? It's your girl Day. I'm Denisa. This is Lauren. And I'm Ayana. And you're tuned into Saved Girl Secrets. All right, ladies. Welcome back to the mic. Welcome back to the mic. Yo. <laughs> um, this week, y'all, we're gonna do something special. We're gonna do it for the kids this week, okay? Or not. <laughs> <laughs> not, not or not or not <laughs> or not and i mean that's what we're gonna talk about today um so one of the things that we ran across in the past couple of weeks was the vmas and i didn't watch it so i can't start this story that will be up to ayana or lauren okay <laughs> Yeah, I let Ayana because I really didn't watch it either. I just saw little snippets and I had my full. So I was like, you know what? I'm done. Okay. So out of sheer curiosity, I decided to watch it. Like, I refuse to watch any award show because they are terrible to me. The production is terrible. The quality be horrible. Like, just, I don't know. Just the quality is not the same. Dang, we'll drag them, Ayana. <laughs> <laughs> Especially the EC Awards. Mm-mm, that's another story. Ooh. But, um, Okay, so I did watch the VMAs, and I um, I think I watched it out of curiosity. One for I wanted to see like Chloe's debut performance. To How see, was like, it? I thought. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I thought I thought it was good. Um, I I thought I'll say Not I this long was, pause. I think it's because it's like I don't want to like critique critique her like heavy like try to compare her to other people i'll just say this she has a lot of similarities to a particular person that she is signed under and very you can tell (laughs) she's she's trained by her um oh lord okay go on yeah so yeah she has a lot of similarities to beyonce but i hate comparing two different women and their artistry but you definitely see the similarities and you see the influence um uh but I, I thought it was a good performance for what it was that, you know, it's like, we'll get into more of that. Um, and then I also wanted to see Normani because I think she is an amazing dancer. Uh, she had a little extra at the end. That's another. We'll get mm. into that as well. <laughs> um, but outside of that, the award show was very underwhelming. Um, I do feel like there are a lot of mediocre artists that are highlighted um, but that is the way the world goes nowadays. Like you, all you, all you got to do is hold a tune and you're a star. So, but, um, no, you know. well, you gotta be light skinned too, but let's go. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> that's a different topic on another day. Ooh, that's a whole <laughs> not, just, not just light skin. I'll, I'll just, you know, they will go a little lighter too, because the majority of the artists that were highlighted were white artists. Um, I was not familiar with any of their music, like any, I might've heard a snippet from TikTok, but I was, I was so out of touch and I was like, I'm glad because ain't nothing appealing about the music. It's just kind of, you know, I, I recognize that I am older and soul train music awards might be my thing for now on. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Look, mine is Stella's. I'm just <laughs> Girl, right? But it really had me thinking. I was like, maybe there should be like a 30 and up artists award show to highlight those artists that are still doing things. But, you know, like to the ground and sexy. Yeah. So but OK, so the point of the whole sh- uh, this podcast is ain't nothing for the kids. 
And um, so with the VMAs, it was a lot of skin. It was a lot of butt. It was a lot of... um, it was a lot. Gyrating. That's right. Gyrating. <laughs> it was definitely a lot. Um, Look, laying it low and spreading it wide. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. So I'll just jump, go right to the punch of, like, let's say Normani's performance. So Normani, like I said, she's a great dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, at the end of her performance, they wheeled out Tiana Taylor on a, like, contraption where and Normani proceeded to climb up the contraption and do a little quick little dance on top of uh, Tiana Taylor's body. Um, the thing that I actually forgot and didn't realize that was an ode to Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, and Tiana Taylor has done that on tour also. Yeah, but she would be she, the one dancing on other ones. Yes, yeah, she would be the the one dancing on other people. So that was an ode to Janet Jackson. It was actually, I think, it was either a Janet Jackson performance or I know she's done it on on tour before. So when people were talking about it, I was. I mean, I. It's like part of me when I saw it. I was like, was that really necessary? But then I saw that it was a tribute to Janet and it was still like, oh, whatever. But I feel like, um, I'll just be honest. I feel like there's a lot of judgment against these young ladies, but I'm like, what, what else? I mean, what, what are we expecting? You know? Um, Censored. <laughs> I, yeah. Censored I, get, content. I, I get that. But like, and I'm not agreeing. I'm I'm definitely not agreeing. But I I don't think that I hold any like the way the world is going nowadays. I can't it's like you don't them. hold it in any high regard. Like you don't no. expect them to do anything clean. I, I do not expect them to do anything clean. Like if if my children were old enough to watch the VMAs, I would be like, nah, we just ain't. you can watch something else. Because I I think I'm already going into it knowing they're going to push the limit. Like, because the thing is, each artist, they're looking to go viral and to have longevity in some yeah. type of way. And I feel, I feel like that's like, everybody. Everybody yeah. in the world right now. Yeah. And but I when you're like, on a performance at an award show, you have that platform to create those moments. more that's so true. Person, it, it, you know? Exactly. And like in particular with Normani, she first of all, she already had to fight to get on the award show because she was mm-hmm. not an original performer. And, you she know, they, enough. Mm. Mm. Ooh, child, y'all just really want to have. <laughs> I mean, she got a this, point, uh, though. What is it? Is it coloration? What is that called? Colorism. Colorism conversation. Mm. She she has a point. She has a point because the 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 white artists their performances were very mediocre. Just being honest. And um, when you say mediocre, was it not fun? Were they not dancing? Or you're just saying the music? It lacked season salt. Lacked <laughs> old bay. The music <laughs> and the performances. Oh okay, God. so so that's my thing. Like. <laughs> And I guess coming from a space of entertainment, it's like doting that line between like, okay, I'm going to give you too much to the point where you want it censored, or I'm not going to give you anything. And they're going to be like, mm, that was a watered down, dry, unseasoned performance. No, I think I'm going to bring even, up one. Of, yeah, I'm going to bring music. up one. Of, I, I was about to say, I'm going to bring up one of Ayana's favorite artists, okay, which is Beyonce. 
This mm-hmm. performance, I will, it's two performances she did, I will never forget. The first one that I remember is she was singing in like this frame. It, it was Dangerously in Love. It yes. was the Grammy Awards. It was the best performance <laughs> ever. <laughs> but I mean, I would encourage y'all to look up that performance. She was not showing skin. It was she, beautiful. It was be- literally, it oh was beautiful. And I believe, me personally, I believe that's artistry. I feel yeah. like you cheat as an artist when you do what's what's typical just for a rating or it's like can you can we please create real art because I feel like this other stuff is just traditionalism it's like you're doing what everybody else doing so you're not separating yourself from the rest but we supposed to be talking about the kids I was gonna say where the kids fit in (laughs) like I mean in reference to like let's say when I was talking about the white artists it was mediocre it was really the music too like I just like it was one girl I didn't even know what she was saying and it was just boring she had a dry look on her face and I just didn't even I don't even I don't remember her name. But they probably That's loved how. it because if she's performing on the VMAs, clearly she's something going on. But to yeah, us, they, they, they love that type of stuff. They love that mediocre stuff. That's, yeah. Oh. That's but my, I'm, I mean, mm-mm. my my issue, I think, and 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 reason I love the topic of you know, they for the kids is because. I believe that for me, it's like when I look at everything, not just the VMA Awards, but even one of my favorite, I'm going to be honest, one of my favorite shows, Insecure. And I know Insecure ain't for the kids, but the kids watching it. Okay, let's just keep it real. The kids are watching Insecure. And that's the unfortunate thing. I feel for like them. parents, parents, I'm like, why is your child watching Insecure? Or I've heard kids talking about, I need to go home and see Power. What? Yeah. Power. When, mm-hmm. Yeah. Kids Kanan? watching Power. Book three? No, no, no. The original power, y'all remember every yeah. other scene was a sex scene. How are you watching this? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they watching all of it. I mean, there's like I said, literally nothing is being. I mean, censored. it's on TikTok, right? But I think just as but much. But this is free TikTok with power. True. I mean, I guess I guess the whole thing is this is how I feel about the situation. I think we're in a dispensation where. Ooh, and I hate to go here, but I'm going to go here because this was Uh-oh. dropped in my spirit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like in the world and even like as a country, I talk about our country. OK, as a country, we make where we're, there's a space where there are like laws being made and passed in reference to like religious ideologies. But at the same token, it is not held up as a standard across the board in terms of media and what is put out, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. And mm-hmm. I feel like us as Christians, it is really like up to us, our responsibility to really introduce God to our children in the home yep. because there there is so much access right now yep. to everything else. And it's literally like if you aren't capturing your kids' attention or if you aren't starting them out on the right path, I think it's a lot easier to get lost during this day and age than it was when I was coming up or when y'all were coming up. Mm-hmm. I say y'all like we... Yeah, like we're big... <laughs> A difference in age. Even though people mm. really be trying me and Ayana talk about we older. Somebody <laughs> definitely called me an auntie on Instagram. I was offended. What? <laughs> You're not even auntie age. I so many, was so many offended. <laughs> what? Y'all, I think, I don't even remember which video it was, but I said something. It might have been like a Monday motivation post or something. 
And child, it was a girl. I think she might have been like a friend of like one of my younger cousins or something. She was like, yes, auntie. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what did you just call me? You don't want to be auntie. <laughs> no, ma'am. Okay. The only person who I'm an auntie yet. to is LJ. All right. Dominique and Jerome's baby boy is the mm-hmm. only person who should ever be calling mm-hmm. me auntie. I am not an auntie. Okay? And he even got to say it under his breath. Ain't that he right? do. <laughs> he do. Okay. I'm really TT Day. That's yeah. what I am. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. Um, but yeah, I just feel like we are in an age where it's like the the world is picking and choosing the part of Christianity that they want to uphold. Mm, and yeah. it's 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 left definitely up to, yeah, it's left up to the household to really instill it into children who are leaving the home and going out here and, and have access to make different decisions. I just feel like I'm trying to think like when I was a kid, where could you and I feel like the the first thing that comes to my mind is like B side of cable. Um, what was yeah, it after, Like after dark on BET. BET yep. after dark. Okay, uncut. That's mm-hmm. it. Uncut. Yeah, BET uncut. 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 That was it. That was the yep. only place she was gonna find. And it. if you All had right? premium channels, HBO was a bad place to go to at night. And yeah. Cinemax. Oh Lord. But you, now you sound like you know a lot over there. I did. The Lord saved me. <laughs> 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 me and my brother was like, what is this? Oh my God. <laughs> Not I did, the Lord saved me. <laughs> we just didn't know. I mean, your kids, you don't know. And I think that's that's my biggest issue is that I feel like it develops a level of curiosity. Yeah, yeah, at a young age. And kids should not be curious about sex at a young age. You just and shouldn't. You are, and kids are already curious. It's like a right. mechanism. Okay? Yeah. yeah. You, you yeah. don't, it's like, you don't even have to do nothing to make kids curious. Like, they just born with curiosity. But it's like, what they doing right now it's like increasing that curiosity to like dangerously high levels. Yeah. Right. You just change your channel and it's there. And they literally infuse it in literally everything. The movie everything. could be about literally growing peaches, but you're going to make sure you got two gay peaches that just so happen kiss each other in the middle of just growing peaches. And I'm just like, that don't even go with the story. Yeah. You know, you just want to infuse it. Or a, so, sex scene. or a sex scene. Or sex scene. But I think the crazy thing is, um, that I actually noticed and they actually started highlighting is that a lot of this stuff was around and was going on when we were children. Even when yeah. our parents, well, I won't say our parents, our parents' music was all over the place, like Two Live Crew and all that type of stuff. Um, but like um, someone I was watching, they were highlighting, you know, even Disney movies and shows and how the female uh, lead was always like significantly younger than the male. And just, you know, there was like, okay, why is it that you guys would always pick male actors who were significantly older? And why did you feel like a 14, 15 year old girl had to have like her first kiss or it was like this super romanticized like storyline for a kid's show or a kid's movie? So I feel like the it was hints and glim, glimmer, you know, glimpses of it when we were younger. But now it's like, bam, right in front of your face. Like, yeah. I, um, it's so crazy. Do- Haven loves Doc McStuffins, <laughs> loves Doc McStuffins. And Doc McStuffins is no longer like showing current episodes 
but um, she'll watch like the reruns on Disney Plus. And I didn't realize until I think somebody told me, one of my friends told me or something that the later season, they were like, you didn't notice that this toy, um, because Doc McStuffins goes from like her backyard into like this toy land where she's fixing all these toys and they have this whole city. And two of the toys live like in a apartment building and it was two moms and a kid. I did not pay attention to that, that it was two moms. I thought like maybe they were roommates or something. I don't know. I don't, I didn't, I wasn't thinking it when I actually watched the episode, it was two moms and they had a child and I was like, okay, why did y'all feel that that was necessary? I, I just personally feel like if I, you know, of course, my children will encounter certain things. Yeah. And I feel like I should be the one to introduce Absolutely. certain topics to, to them. Yeah. So like, you, feel I, like, you feel like in that type of instance that maybe before that episode or within the episode, there should be a disclaimer to the parents letting you know, like, hey, this is in this episode. I think that I think that would be a plus. That definitely would be a plus. A disclaimer, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and that disclaimer. used to be the case. That but now I was gonna say because before you look at TV in May thirteen, what is that gonna be censored? Because if you talking about dog wing stuff, and that's the child's, yeah, show. that's yeah. You know, like what label would that be? Like, I, I don't know. Like it was so weird to me, and it's like it in that particular episode, it was very much highlighted that they had two moms, and I was like, oh, okay. So. But you know, you know, my issue is I don't even I don't even want to say it's even about just the LGBT community. It's like period. I don't think any kids yeah. even know what kissing is, or if if so and so likes Joe at the age of of three. You three years old. Y'all should mm -hmm. just be building the foundation of friendship and what that looked like. Maybe that's why we don't people can't have friends nowadays. It's like let was, kids be kids, right? Exactly. Yeah. And th that's one thing. I when I think about my childhood and I think about the different shows that intrigued me, it was like out of the box where they building stuff. You know, mm -hmm. I know Barney was a little weird, but I know I liked you know when Barney had the little black bag and that bag was like endless they kept pulling stuff out of it it just Listen. increased imagination and I feel like as a kid you're laying those foundations where your kid can literally explore to become who they're ultimately going to be as an adult and for yeah. me I know that I feel like the enemy is very strategic because if you think about it a lot of us reflect back on our childhood years yeah. our childhood years influences us a lot even yeah. as an adult and that's why the enemy is like, let's start young. Let's give it yeah. to them young. And for me, is my issue is like, it's the removal of the innocence. Like yeah. children should be innocent. Children should not be able to tell me what this is or what that is. Because to be honest, like I didn't really know. I, I didn't learn. I learned that stuff from my peers to be candid with you. My parents, they were very instrumental with trying to like withhold information and mm -hmm. kind of keep my brother and I green. But it's like, because other kids were being exposed to that stuff at a young mm -hmm. age. I knew what yep. Chippendale, I remember what, I remember going to school one day and this girl had a Chippendale's calendar. And I was like, what's a Chippendale? What? Wait, wait, yes. how old were you? I was in elementary. What, why I did was you in have elementary. a Chippendale calendar? I have no she idea. And stole I stole it from her mama. I remember the teacher confiscated it and she was like, my mama know I got it. But that's how I figured out what I Oh my know. God. I didn't even know what Chippendale was. I was like, Chippendale. Listen, I remember in, I think I was in sixth grade and this girl, 
we was in gym class and she was like, she walked up to me and I'm like, you knew that I was a little nerd that wouldn't know what this meant. She was like, do you get your knees dirty? And I was like, huh? Oh, my Lord. Oh, wow. I was like, what? And she what? Was like, do you get your knees dirty? And I was like, I mean, if I'm bending down and, you know, uh, oh, yeah. Lord. And they just, oh, my they goodness. just laughing. And I was, I was like, I think later on that day or something, somebody explained to me and I was like, what? You know, and listen, I just, it, it's a lot. It's definitely a lot. I'll say this. I know for me and one thing I did appreciate, especially with my mom, is that she did explain to me certain things about sex, my body, um, uh, my reproductive system as a, as a young lady, type of stuff at a very young age. Because one, I got my cycle at a very young age, too. But other things, you know, it was like that wasn't necessary to, to talk about at that time. But I do feel like, okay, so perfect example when it, she knows the right name for her body parts because we right. felt especially that that is important when, you know, I don't because I don't want someone I don't want you to refer to your vagina as a pocketbook when you're explaining something to me. Um, when like, I you know, like you need if to someone be able to does talk something, to you need to tell somebody what happened. Thing. Exactly, like you need to tell me exactly what happened. And one thing about my child, she's very vocal, and she she will she can tell you every single detail, and she will re she remembers everything. That's one thing I, I like. I can't even say something to her like, "Hey, Haven, tomorrow we gonna go to the mall." She's gonna wake up the next morning and be like, "Are we going to the mall today, Mom?" <laughs> oh my <laughs> you goodness! Know? So you know, so I it, there are certain conversations that we do have at with her being three. But when it comes to sex and introdu introducing other things, that does not need to be said right now. Um, right. But I do feel like parents need to take a better responsibility, have a better responsibility and take a better responsibility at, you know, talking to their children about things. Because especially when we used to serve in the team ministry, at our there's a lot of things that these young ladies don't know. You yeah, know, right. I was literally having this conversation earlier today with my mom about how it for, forever grieves my heart where it was a particular Sunday. We were having like a girl's service and talking about different things. And I think the conversation led into female hygiene. And it was some little girls who were on their cycle but didn't know the right things to use for their cycle. They didn't know about a tampon. They didn't know that they had to change their pad every few hours. Uh, simple things like, at least simple to me, because that was explained to me at a young age. And it yeah. hurt my heart that I was like, I'm gonna say it just like this. Your mama running up to the church every Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday to be on the front row, but you can't take the to sit down with your daughter to talk to her about her hygiene? Listen, I think there are a lot of Christians who don't want to have certain conversations with their children. And we're going to go to a break and then come back and get to that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back after this. This podcast episode is brought to you by The Plug Devotional. You can order it right now on Amazon.com. Check out The Plug Devotional now. 
All right, ladies, we are back and we are continuing the conversation. Um, I think before the break, Day was saying about, you know, there are a lot of Christians that don't want to have certain conversations with their kids. So we will uh, we'll go get back to that part. <laughs> yeah, I think I feel like it's so interesting how as Christians, sometimes we deem that necessary conversations should be off limits. And it's almost as if some Christians feel like, well, if we don't talk about it, then it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like how in the church we don't talk about sex. Um, I know like in previous episodes that we've talked about, you know, dating and abstaining and all of that stuff and how, you know, the church doesn't teach that like sex is good. Sex mm-hmm. is amazing. You know, it's just that you're supposed to have it in the confines of marriage because that's where God, you know, what God created it for. But when we don't teach women or young girls or young adults that it is a good thing you have a bunch of women who have a negative mindset towards something that God made to be good going into marriages unprepared. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's the same thing with children. When you don't have certain conversations, they're going out into this world and they're unprepared. And I mean, you know, my mom was a lot like Ayana's mom in that she was an overshare and she was a nurse. So mm-hmm. those two things together was just, it was a lot, you know, like I knew what a lot of diseases were at a very, very young age. And it literally freaked me out. It was like, I'm not having sex with anybody because everybody is dirty. <laughs> but it <laughs> put me that in was a, me. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it put me in a position where it was just like, okay, I have an understanding of my body. I have an understanding of what's out here. And when I have that relationship with my mom, I can kind of trust her word more mm-hmm. than the other people I'm hearing it from. I think sometimes as children, where you hear or encounter something first, it makes the strongest mark in that area. And so when people, not people, children or young adults, teenagers are hearing about sex from their friends or hearing about sex from TV before they hear it from their parents, that other play shapes their perception before the parent has a chance to. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, it almost makes me think of like the story of like Adam and Eve when God told them not to eat of the tree of um, knowledge and wisdom. And uh, no, the tree of, was it the tree of life? Tree of life. Good and evil? Good and evil. Good and evil. Okay. Mm-hmm. Eat, eat of, the, of the tree of good. <laughs> not you being mad at us because. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. I wasn't mad at y'all. I wasn't mad at y'all. No, I get it. Genesis. No, I wasn't mad at y'all. I get it mixed up. I'm like, is it the tree? It was a bunch of trees in the garden. But, it's okay. Uh, at least you knew, at least you knew what book it was in. Because you know yeah, my it was a bunch of, was a bunch of trees. Naked tree. the tree he didn't know what Lazarus was. So I didn't know what Lazarus was. No, I'm saying not you, you not you. I'm oh. saying because my husband, he didn't oh. even know. We ain't, ain't going to do my friend like that now. You know, he knew Lazarus got up. That's see, y'all was looking for Lazarus right. in the cave. See, huh? It meant no. that he was raised. A word. <laughs> a word. <laughs> see, that is a word. People looking for dead things, huh? But God has already mm. raised it up. Okay, Come but let me know. go back. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> let me go back. But it's almost like it does bring me back to the story of Adam and Eve, where God, you know, he instructs us not to not to do things. It is not because he's withholding information from us it's just that he knows what's best for us and I feel yeah. like you know when I think about children and the growth of 
children and some of us are even children in Christ. It's like certain things we should not even expose ourselves to. Not that mm-hmm. it is not a good thing, but it's like there is a process to the exposure, right? Mm-hmm. So it's even it's even with you know, I, I know we're talking about sex and we and, and sometimes, you know, when we mention sex here on the podcast, we're like sex is a great thing. And it and it really is, but it's like you have to know the knowledge behind it. You have to know that mm-hmm. sex is also a responsibility. Mm-hmm. And for me, sometimes my issue is with the media and 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 just the influence right now. Cause it because I guess media can be more than just TV, but even if you look at like your TikToks and things of that sort, it's like a lot of people are sharing knowledge to individuals or young people who just do not have right now the capacity to receive it. Can I say something with that? I love that you said that. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick with how the media act is because everything is very on purpose. So we did an, a sort of experiment uh, with our phones. So I have my own TikTok, the hair razor. And, you know, I think they know that with the algorithm, I'm a female and it's certain things that I watch and I might press not interested on. So my algorithm is set up for me. Sylvester on his phone, like his personal phone, it we created one for the Abacas, but we never really used it. But they kind, I think they kind of know that it's a family TikTok. So it's a certain type of algorithm that goes with that one. But his work phone, he created, I think, for Hakaba Design. And that one, they know it's a male. And I think they might know the age or whatever. But he said he's gone onto that phone on that TikTok a couple of times. And that algorithm is everything is but booty sex, everything, like literally going down the timeline. And he didn't even create wow. that algorithm. He literally logged on a few times and literally he'll have to press not interested to create the algorithm that he might want because it's a, you know, that TikTok is a business TikTok. So it's like, I would want to see business things, but it, I, it was like, we saw that and, and I thought, I was like, okay, this is crazy. But literally, it was somebody else that I was watching. And they said, I think it was a woman. She said the same thing happened to her. She has two phones. And she purposely did an experiment where she created a female TikTok. And then she created a male profile on a separate phone. And the mm. male profile purposely had sex going down the whole timeline it was showing women and their skin talking about sexual favors sexual acts positions everything so it's literally on purpose wow and i that think that's scary it. yeah it's it, very scary it's scary yeah. but i mean that's the i think that's the way that's just the way it it kind of is. They do it with all social media platforms. It ain't yeah. just TikTok. It's but you want to know, I know that. what's even scarier or what's interesting mm-hmm. is that it's not like, so it's not like they give women a bunch of penises and men doing mm-hmm. sexual things. For women, it's like shopping. It's like spend your money. Yeah, I see beauty. I see shopping. It's like, I you see know, beauty. Sex ain't even in there for real. But for guys, it's literally like, sex yep that's it even his instagram like the for you page um well the explore tab that's all you like they know his he has a male profile that's it is that's his instagram they know like it's it's crazy we will literally be sitting there saying our phones on the same pro uh platform and scroll and see and it's like it's crazy 
So it's 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 intentional. Yeah, but I mean that to me, that's a problem. And that I can is. understand, I can understand why I hear people say my child ain't gonna have a social media account mm-hmm. until right. such and such and such. I get it. Because yeah. it's like what you're doing is you're preserving the innocence of your child. Yeah. And and I'm not condemning any parent that, you know, decides to do otherwise. But I just feel like for me it's frustrating because I know, I know personally I'm not interested in what I see on media and things of that sort, because I'm now of an age where I'm mature enough to say, this does not cater to me. But if you, if you introduce it to somebody that's just hungry, you know, a hungry man is hungry. And so it's like, if you introduce to them something that could be poisonous, but they think it, they think it's just food, Mm -hmm. you know, they'll take a bite out of it. And to me, that's what's the issue when I say Mm -hmm. it ain't for the kids. I just feel Mm -hmm. like, I don't, I mean, my kids, kids ain't nothing. Kids. You can't even let them listen to music. No, nothing. Nothing's for the kids. Even the kids' programming ain't for the kids. No, it's like, it's you, like you have to be very intentional of raising your children, and yeah. it can, it, it, like, I mean, honestly, that's your responsibility. I know that's my responsibility as a mother. Like, I have to be super intentional. Something as simple as YouTube Kids. Like, they have a separate app called, you know, YouTube Kids. I had to stop Haven from even using that. Yep, but because yep. the the platform, it, I put her age in there. She's three. These are the programs that I would like for you guys to show her. But the three-year-old videos all have something where the child is throwing a temper tantrum. They have some type of behavioral problem. And I'm like, okay, I might think this is normal, but it's not. Children don't need to act like that. Children don't need to be rolling on the floor, having a temper tantrum every time they don't get what they want and all like that. That's not necessary, but it's like they're programming the children to have behavioral problems, not be respectful to their parents, do whatever they want to do from young, because these are the, the years where their brain is still developing. And it's like, if we can get it in right now, then we have basically low functioning adults as they mm-hmm. grow older that are dependent on the system and dependent on social media. That's good. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's just, to me, it's so heartbreaking. <laughs> it is. Yeah. But I think, I do believe that, you know, we oftentimes preach this a lot and we, our word that we oftentimes mention is sisterhood, but I kind of want to change it up and I talk about the village, right? Mm-hmm. Because um, I do believe it is important to make sure you have a strong village or some people call it a tribe. Make sure you got a strong tribe of people. Because one thing I can tell you, um, if we ever was at church and we saw Haven cutting up, we were exactly. like, um, we going to get your mama. What you think this I give y'all, I give y'all all the, like, listen, go and get her in check. Haven a right. what, what are you doing? But you know what's crazy? Even people that may not, because I remember even this um, with concerning me when I was a kid, people that may not have necessarily been close with my parents but they knew that my oh they knew how my parents raised us Mm -hmm. and if they ever saw us out of character they may not ever say anything to me my mama called me uh so-and-so told me they saw you (laughs) and I was like uh (laughs) listen (laughs) (laughs) right but I think that's I think that you know to kind of bring it full circle I do believe that it is important uh for us as a Christian community to make sure we have a strong 
village, you know, yeah. we can't, we can't allow for things to, as adults, we can't allow for things to kind of influx into our circles um, mm-hmm. as believers, because when you do, you allow, if you allow those little things to kind of seep through, those little yep. things can really can can cause an effect, especially on our young people and our young adults um, and kids Yeah, um, that ultimately would be damaging, you know, as yeah. they get older, for sure. And even as adults, like we we have to be honest with ourselves. We know our triggers. We, yeah. Like we like I know my trigger. Like one of my triggers is I know I can't watch horror movies because yep. I have a very, Me too. I have a very vivid imagination. Yep. I will randomly wake up three o'clock in the morning and remember everything from a movie I saw 10 years ago. What? Like if it was a horror movie. Yes. Like See, I don't have that issue. So I, that's why I know I can't watch horror movies. I can't. So like everybody be talking about, oh, this movie's so good. Nope. I'm not, not ever going to watch it. I need to figure out what my trigger is. Yeah. So I definitely have a good imagination, but horror movies don't do it to me. So like, even I, I, I thought about, you know, even speaking to the young lady, like, let's say if your trigger is something sexual, girl, you know, you can't be watching Insecure or you can't be watching Power. Uh, I don't know. I haven't watched like the newer ones, so I don't know how they the explicit same. it is. <laughs> but if you know that ain't nothing changed, but the name at the beginning. <laughs> Thanks for the review. If you know you get hot and bothered watching it, then you just might not need to watch it. It's unless okay. you're married. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Unless you're married, true. but like you know, you you may you may not need to watch but no, it. But I take that back because I mean. You need to be hot bothered by your husband, not by yeah. the TV. <laughs> That's true. So, that is yeah. true. That is true. You just need to do self evaluation to make sure you you align. Yeah, <laughs> like I everything. Mean, you don't. You don't need to be in tune with everything. Basically, right. I was about to say something, but I was like, I mean, I don't have a closing word for the parents because I ain't a parent. So, uh, uh <laughs> good luck and Godspeed. <laughs> Yeah, I'll I'll say as parents, just definitely be more attentive. But you are um, auntie. I'm just kidding. Yeah, you are auntie. And <laughs> I am out. Like, be be more attentive. Um, yeah. Don't be because this is such a it's so much it's so many things going on at once. Like as a parent, mm-hmm. yes, you're working on your career, you're working in your ambitions, goals, dreams, whatnot. But you still have to pause. And you still have to work on those things with your children. So, like, I know with me during the day, both of the kids are in school now. I have these certain amount of hours where I can focus on me. I can focus on household affairs and do everything I need to do. Once I pick them up from school, my attention is towards them and ensuring that, um, you know, whatever I need to do, however I need to love on them, care for them, uh, homework, whatever it is. I have those hours and then afterwards, um, you know, when they go to bed, I, of course, take time for myself again. So it's like, um, I think as parents, we have to just learn that balance and, you know, just understand that in these moments and especially certain years, um, especially when they're so young, like just be attentive to what's going on. Because literally every I've seen cartoons that 
look like cart like first of all they got cartoons for adults that look like children's cartoons but it's adult themes and adult, adult conversation. swim yeah yeah adult conversations and you're sitting there thinking oh my child is just looking at a cartoon and you're not paying attention because you might be on the phone the computer whatever no you need to pause and see what your child is looking at because they're introducing so many um unwarranted conversations at an early age um, through different things so like yeah. Haven Haven, I love Beyonce but Haven don't know about Beyonce like that we don't yeah. listen to that in the car we listen to some good old veggie tales uh, we listen to uh, whatever Christian artist that she might like in that moment I purposely introduce certain songs to her to see if she'll like it or not and then we'll just have that on repeat 50 million times and I just have to deal with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was going to say I'm not a parent, but I was a child. Yeah. And I think if <laughs> I was a child. Um <laughs> and if there's one thing I can say um to Christian parents, I think it would be confess confess over your children. Yeah. Pray over your children. Anoint your children. Um, yep. I, you know, we all can attest. I've woken up with oily forehead and feet. Yeah. Everything else. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and I know that some of the things that I've gone through in my life and gotten through are because my mother confessed over me. I went out into a world that, you know, these kids aren't ready for right now. I believe, you know, for the world we were in it, People say it wasn't as bad. Probably not. But I wasn't ready for it either. And I believe that those things that my mother did kept me from dangers, as the word says, danger seen and unseen. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and the word says to train up a child in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they, weren't, they won't depart from it. And I truly believe that that is true. And right now, it's kind of like when it comes to ain't nothing out here in the world for these kids. Literally. And I think that what we do... Ain't home. much for the adults either, to be honest. <laughs> no, nope. the world is ghetto. Okay, <laughs> but um, if there was one thing I would say from a child's perspective, I think that that was something that definitely changed my life. Being spoken over, being confessed over, having mm-hmm. scriptures spoken over me over and over and over again um, by my parents, mainly yeah. my mom. You know, my dad is more of an OG. <laughs> <laughs> I want to add to that because I know uh, uh, me personally, my story is there were a lot of Saturday mornings you were woken up to gospel music. It's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. Don't break the mold. It's nothing wrong with the nothing mold. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I mean, you, I, some, you could throw some Anita in there, though. <laughs> my mom was like, uh-uh, you not ready for Anita. Just I wasn't ready. Bit. My mom ain't make me ready for Anita until about 15. And I was like, oh my God, this is really good music. <laughs> <laughs> then you can appreciate it. <laughs> right, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, no, I'm I, say, go ahead, Denisa. Go ahead, Denisa. Oh no, I was gonna say like I think one thing that's super important, at least from my perspective, just come up as being a child is honesty. There may mm-hmm. be conversations that you may feel that your child is not ready for, but they may be very, you know, they may be ready for, or you know. A parent is simply saying, you know, I'm not ready to have this conversation with you, but this is kind of the just the just we ain't gonna get into the meat and potatoes. Mm. But I mean the meat, but I'm gonna give you some potatoes. Like for example, I remember asking my mom as a child, like, where do babies come from? It's a very simple mm. question. Parents will get this question, it doesn't matter who you are, you're gonna get the question, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and my mom literally was like, you know, babies come from a man and a woman. 
And I'm not ready to answer any other questions other than letting you know that. <laughs> and whenever I feel that you are ready or when I am ready, she told me she didn't make it about me. She made it about her. Mm. So I didn't leave the conversation feeling like, oh, God, my mom doesn't think I'm cool enough or that I should know. It was literally, no, my mama said babies come from men and women. And she's going to tell me later. And it has nothing yep. to do with me. So guess what? When somebody was talking about a stork or when somebody was talking about something else, I'm like, nah, that ain't what my mama said. That ain't because what my she mama was honest, <laughs> Right. Because she was honest with me. And, and, and no matter what, like even being 31 years old, I, I know that she loves me enough to be honest with me, even mm-hmm. if it's not something I want to hear. And because of that fact alone, I have no problem with going to her about anything. Because even if I know she's going to tell me something I don't want to hear, if it's good for me and it's honest, that's what she's going to tell me. And because she's been that way since I was a child, literally since I was a child, I remember being like, why are you and my daddy break up? And she was like, because I ain't want him. She didn't literally swear, I ain't want to be with him no more. Like, well, that's just that. You know, I believe that. Period. Like, I, I said what I said. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think... Um, Go ahead, Denise. I'm sorry. No, I was literally going to wrap it up and be like, you know, like you can be honest with your kids, even if you mm-hmm. want to tell them, I don't feel that this is a conversation we should have at the moment, but trust, I love you enough to tell you the truth and you're going to get the truth from me when the time comes. That can go a long way as well. I wanted to add something to what you said, Denisa, and I do believe that this is important too for, and I'm not a parent, but I can recall, you know, my experiences with my parents. But I love the fact that my parents asked me questions before they told me about certain things, because Mm -hmm. to be honest, sometimes it's too late. Sometimes your kids may have already heard some things from Mm -hmm. up here from school. Right. So it's like if I ask, like if I ask my parents where do babies come from, they say somebody told you where babies come from, you Mm -hmm. know, like. They'll ask the question. Um, And I think that that's important, too, as parents to ask your kids questions um, that kind of leads or leads you to understanding what they know. Um, And that kind of that resembles, too, about what happened with Adam and Eve. They said, you know, Adam and Eve was like, we naked. And God was like, well, how you know you naked? You know, and so I I really believe that that could be a strong strategy um, for parents is to just be inquisitive about your children's lives. I think that's so good. Yes, and amen. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think we said we said it all. Like we did, we did. <laughs> Lord, um, that was so good, Lauren. I, why are you laughing? Like how you laughing? Oh no, I just tickled. <laughs> Lord, you would think somebody is tickling you. Girl, I wish. (laughs) Come on, somebody. It's time to close. (laughs) The doors of the church are open. (laughs) Lord, thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's podcast. We pray that there was something that was said that spoke to your heart. Mm -hmm. Um, If this is your first episode, we invite you to become a part of our secret sisterhood. Follow us on all social media platforms at Save Girl Secrets on Facebook and Instagram. We're on Twitter. We don't be tweeting, but at Save Girl Secret, no S. Um, Be sure to click the link in our bio on IG and join our subscription so that you can get all of the news and details about all the cool things that we do here as a part of the secret sisterhood if you want to talk more if you want to 
kind of give us a topic that's been on your heart and you want us to give you advice about, feel free to send us a secret letter to savedgirlsecrets at gmail.com. We will keep you anonymous. We love getting secret letters. Mm-hmm. I promise you we do. We do, um, yeah. Yes, and we love answering them. So um, I think that's it. Do you guys have anything else? No. no. Try and keep okay. stuff away from the kids. Yes. Oh, Lord. We gonna, y'all, we gonna come up with something for the kids, okay? Be yes. an active parent. Yes. Well, what if we had a Safe Girl Secret cartoon? Huh. Who gonna draw that? We know people. I know an animator. You know what? We love you. Good <laughs> God bless you. Love and peace, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>